Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This episode of the Candlestick Kids is brought to you by Bet Online. All eyes are back on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. With the new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be your number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use the mobile app and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus. On your first deposit, don't forget to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE to receive your bonus. For football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. What up, GCK Potters? Welcome back to the program. I'm your host, Mike Wasser. This is episode 464 of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. Getting into week five here. We are recording during Monday Night Football. So if you are streaming live with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, or Twitter on Fantasy Focused, make sure you uh, hit us with your questions or your live updates. We got the games going on here. We're multitasking, myself and Bob. We got a special guest with us tonight, our good friend, Kelly Sing from the Commission Fantasy Football Podcast family. You know of all the all the guys over there, but Kelly keeps everybody in check, and we're very excited to have her back on the program. I did an episode with her earlier this summer, and it's been a while, but her and Bob actually just pulled off a big-time trade that we're going to talk about right here on the air and let everybody break it down for you. And then, of course, we're getting into our Week 5 waiver wire pickups, and I got some players on the hot seat per usual that I'm going to throw through Bob and see if he thinks they're legit or possibly going to fade, and we're actually going to talk about some of the players on our own rosters. A month into the season, four weeks in here, time to reevaluate things, clean things up as we get into the second quarter of the season. So very excited about this. we got a lot to cover, Bob. How was your weekend, man? How was week four treating you, and how are we feeling getting into week five? Terrible. The person uh, that's going to be joining <laughs> us has stabbed me in the heart, and I've just broken. Um, yeah, when we talk about our trade segment, it really came to mind. I was like, I want to talk about this because I made a trade. At the time, it made a lot of sense, and it might long-term, who knows. But after this week, man, oh, man, I'm, I'm slightly embarrassed, but I'm excited to bring Kelly on, um, and hopefully we can talk through our problems after this and uh, and maybe just you know retrade in the future. Uh, that could actually help me a little more than it helped her uh, this time. But, yeah, I'm excited to talk trades, talk about players that we're trying to target and or get away in our beginning segment, and then we're going to talk about some key injuries and waiver wire, so it's going to be a fun one. Awesome. we got a lot to cover. Without any further ado, let's bring our good friend Kelly in the mix. Kelly Singh, it's great to have you back in. How are you? Hey, friends. Good to be here. Thank you. Doing well. Very very excited to have you back. Once again, Kelly Singh for the Commission Fantasy Football Podcast. You can find her on Twitter. Absolute monster on Twitter. Great tweets all the time. Very interactive and fun. Uh, follow her, please. Kelly in Phoenix. Kelly and Phoenix on Twitter. And of course, my name is Sky Guasco and Bobby Lamarco as well. All right, Bob, I'm gonna let you get into this, man. I know you and uh, you and Kelly have been at it behind the scenes yeah. a little bit. Let's just get right to this and uh, let's talk this trade. Yeah. So in the prior to yesterday, this might have made a little more sense, but we did do a trade in the TCK Listener League. I did a nice breakdown of this on online as well to talk through why each of us it made sense for both sides. And 
Now today, when we're sitting here, a little Monday morning quarterback, I feel that uh, the, the lady down there can say a little more about how excited she is about this trade. So I'm just going to break it down real quick, and Kelly, we'll get your thoughts first. But it was uh, essentially I traded DJ Moore to get Tyler Higby at the tight end position and T. Higgins uh, as a possible wide receiver two-size flex. I made the trade because essentially I was streaming tight ends and getting four points a week, and I said I need something. And watching Higby right away on the bench, I said I'm going to go for it. Uh so far, it doesn't look too great. But, Kelly, give your instant reactions about uh, the DJ Moore acquisition. Did you call him? Did you speak with his mother before the acquisition? How did it go? <laughs> you know what? I wish I could have spoken to his mother. I love, you know, a little mom heart to heart. I get very attached to my players, which is why I say that. It's really hard for me to make trades. I hate making them. It's like releasing one of my own children uh, to somebody else. <laughs> but when you came to me with this and pointing out that I was wrought with injury in my wide receiver room, um, what would it take for you to get your hands on my benched tight end? Um, that sounded really awkward when it came out of my mouth, but I think everybody knew what I meant. Um, I had to jump at the chance to figure out how to make this happen um, to help me. And obviously at the time I was helping you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, listen, I, I'm not going to sweat just yet. Obviously this week, DJ Moore had a monster game and then that game was great game fully caught two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Listen, DJ Moore's rock solid. I think T Higgins and sky will hopefully help me a little bit. Cause got sky's a T Higgy guy. But yep. instant reactions, now that you know, listen, Kelly, slam dunk, great job. But this is kind of my point in my video I talk about identifying weaknesses on other teams that give yourself some boost. And she realized I needed a tight end. For me at the time, it made a lot of sense. I, I feel like I netted positive in the trade. If I things worked out, maybe not this week, obviously. But you're able to get yourself an upgrade. She gave up T. Higgins. I mean, T. Higgins is a nice wide receiver too. But she got herself a wide receiver one now in DJ Moore. Now, Sky, what's your instant thoughts about the trade? Obviously, Monday. Let's say let's do Saturday, Sky versus Monday, Sky. But uh, what's your instant thoughts, man? Yeah, we got some more people tuning in here. So, Bob, can you just review again what the trade actually was, so we can clear that up for everybody? Yeah. So the trade was DJ Moore uh, for T uh, Tyler Higby and T Higgins. Uh, I currently on my roster, I did not have a tight end. I was streaming tight ends, and let's just say it wasn't going well. Uh, except both the guys I was streaming went off this week. But, uh, you know, a little salt in the wound. But that was the trade I made with Kelly, and we're breaking it down with Sky. Okay, so both T. Higgies. I like that. I got my boy T. Higgies, uh, T. Higgins, and then you got your T. Higgy, Tyler Higby. And so you're looking for both of them for DJ Moore. Now, of course, if we talk sun Saturday before the game, uh, I think it's a pretty even split, honestly. T. Higgins is out anyway right now with a shoulder injury. Jamar Chase, I don't know if he's quite yet the one when t higgins is healthy but it's close tyler boyd went off this week which we love bobby and i've been talking tyler boyd all summer long that was great but it was just the two of them so when t higgins comes back is he going to be that you know is that rock in week one versus minnesota five targets four catches 58 yards week two versus chicago 10 targets six catches 60 yards he was out against pittsburgh in week three and again this week against jacksonville so hopefully we can get him back soon there's not a lot to uh Look at for Tyler, or excuse me, T. Higgins. Last year, though, wide receiver 28 and half PPR. So I like him a lot. Tyler Higby, look, you got to ride the offense, and the offense is great. They had a, you know, obviously stud a little bit against Arizona, but that's a great 
option there for you. Getting rid of DJ Moore is tough anyway, but if you can handle it wide receiver wise, I think you're all right. Obviously, now we move to Sunday. You know, DJ Moore goes yeah. off once again, and the biggest difference here is he's catching touchdowns. He has as many touchdowns already this year as he's had the last couple of years of his career. That was the big knock. We know he's going to get the catches and the yardage, but finally gets the touchdown. So huge win for Kelly this week. We'll see what happens in the next three or four. And what I like to do with trades, obviously, to kind of before I start sweating or or even celebrating, is give it two, three, four weeks. You know, give it a month, and let's look back. I mean, yes, DJ Moore went off, but Christian McCaffrey's out, right? When he comes back, is DJ Moore still that dominant? Um, does Terrace Marshall start picking up more work? Does Sam Darnold come back down to earth anytime soon? And when Tegans comes back healthy, does he blow up a little bit as well? So, honestly, I don't want to cop out here, but I do think it's a fair trade for both of you. Um, I think overall right now the best player in the trade is DJ Moore. So yep. getting Tyler Higby and T. Higgins for him I think is fair, and you both patched a hole in your rosters. Yeah, and I think yeah. – so. Go ahead. So just before I jump down to Kelly, I just want to say one thing. Kelly had Mark Andrews, people. So, like, this is kind of the point. She didn't actually lose really anything by getting rid of Higby because she has Mark Andrews on her team. So that's the key here for her is she was able to get an upgrade at the receiver position without really getting anything, uh, losing anything at the tight end spot. So that was the key there for about kicking down to Kelly for any addition. Smart drafting too, Kelly. Smart drafting, taking Mark Andrews and then an upside flyer guy at the end of your draft. And here's what happened. You got DJ Moore out of it for a backup tight end for you. Yeah, I struggle with not having buy replacements. It gives me like the sweats. I'm not good at streaming. <laughs> it makes me extremely nervous. Um, but I will say Bobby had several options that I could have gone for uh, with wide receiver. I had toyed with the idea in my head of possibly Amari Cooper. Um, that was that was something I was floating around. And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to go for it. DJ Moore is hot right now. I don't know when that's going to end. But at least for right now, work out for me. And I also have some flexibility in my wide receivers so once those guys are healthy i still have room to play i think i think both of us do absolutely so i kelly because you're you're hot right now with the trades i actually gave you a homework assignment and i wanted to see you know right now the homework assignment for sky and kelly was to pick a guy on your team so we're going to start off the guy who's currently on your team that you're not feeling so much maybe a guy you want to sell high and or somebody you're just not feeling anymore. Is there a player on your team right now you're trying to trade and get assets for uh, on your team? Well, as I mentioned, I get very attached to my players. But coming off of this successful trade, I thought, I wonder if I might be able to capitalize some more. Um, I do have Nick Chubb, who has been hot and cold um, so far in these weeks. He's still a huge name. It's not anybody that I would bench week to week. So I'm kind of wondering, would there be a way for me to either package Nick Chubb with somebody like a Rondale Moore, perhaps, who's also not quite doing it for me and get somebody else in return that might bulk up my team even more. So that's kind of where I look at my team. That's where my thought process is right now. Can I do something with Nick Chubb? Oh, I think that's good. Yeah, that's an interesting grab too, Kelly. When we were doing this, I actually considered Nick Chubb as well, and then I thought about it. And I was like, you know, he's just he's just so solid. If you're if you're if you're in a full PPR league, then I get it because he doesn't get the receptions, and these other guys just start 
taken over, right? But if you're in a standard or a half PPR league, he's just so solid. Last week, it felt like such a down week for him, right? Like Nick Chubb, man, get in. Kareem Hunt, uh, he had 100 yards rushing, right? I mean, like his worst weeks when you're bummed on it are still better than, you know, 90% of running backs in fantasy football. So I actually also considered Nick Chubb uh, for this assignment. So I, I see where you're sitting. If you're in a full PPR league, I would maybe look to upgrade somewhere. If you're in a standard or a half, though, I think you ride the ship because I think it'd be hard to find a guy that can replace him without going all the way to the top. And let's face it, those top running backs are just almost impossible to trade for. Hmm. All right, Scott, why don't you you're right. Yeah, go ahead, Kelly. I was going to say you're right, because even looking at my bench, I wouldn't really necessarily be able to replace him. But if I were going to try and upgrade, it would be in quarterback where I have Baker Mayfield. So um, I'm willing to talk. There you go. <laughs> now, hint, hint. Uh, hey, hey, everyone, th- let's do this. Watch th- yourself, though. Th- so watch see, there yourselves. You, you never there know. There you go. And you're, you're talking about a unique situation where you're trading for a quarterback. Right, because not often in fantasy are you trading quarterbacks at all. But in superflex, obviously, it's more welcomed because you you have twenty four quarterbacks in a twelve team league starting every single week. So you could think like, what is Nick Chubb for? Like a Nick Chubb for Sam Darnold or something, right? Which I think is fair. Sam Darnold's crushing it right now. That to me seems like a fair trade. But if you're looking running back for running back, uh, it'd be almost impossible to get fair value for for Chubb without going cook henry cmc or something and, and kelly I, you know i know i know we you beat me in this trade right now but hear me out on this i got some advice i think may help you so when you have an elite running back like nick chubb and you want to get a quarterback upgrade you might want to just look at dialing back your r to the rb2 spot to get an upgrade at quarterback so for example trading for a ceh type or a guy like um daryl henderson but then getting that quarterback upgrade so you're dropping from you're getting a basically trading that elite Nick Chubb for two players. So you're going to get a little bit of a drop off to Henderson, maybe even a CEH, but then you go and get your stud quarterback that you want. One of those main guys on a team. Maybe there's a couple teams in your league that have a second quarterback that's solid that they'll say, Oh, wow, I can have Nick Chubb. All right, I'll take Nick Chubb because I can go to this quarterback and then you can get upgraded that way. So that's another thought when you're trading for a quarterback. That's great advice. I yeah. love it. I'm always like, trying to take good trade advice because I, it, it makes me so nervous. <laughs> All right, Scott, do you have one for us? Yeah. So we talking a player not on my team that I'm looking to acquire or a no, player no, on no. my team I'm looking to get uh, rid of? You know what? Yeah, let's do that. Kelly did the one she wants to, yeah. So why don't you do, why don't you do one that you're trying to acquire? All right, a player I don't have somehow on my teams, and I broke down my entire rosters. I broke down all of my eight leagues the day before the season kicked off to give everybody an idea of how I actually drafted, put my money where my mouth was all summer long, and saw where the chips actually fell. Somehow, I ended up in eight leagues, zero Buffalo Bills, not one single Buffalo Bills share, anybody, not Josh Allen, not Diggs, not anybody else on draft day. Since then, I've acquired a few from waivers and trades, whatever, but not on draft day somehow because the cost was so expensive preseason. That being said, I would love to get my hands on some Stefan Diggs if possible. We just talked about we just talked about Josh Allen and quarterbacks. Quarterbacks are almost impossible to get to that the higher end guys, and especially a guy like Josh Allen, who ended as the number one quarterback last year. Now, if Kyler didn't get hurt, it would have been him. Nonetheless, top three, it's going to be tough. I looked at Stephon Diggs, and I had the same reaction, Bobby, like, there's no way. Like, who could I actually trade away to get Stephon Diggs? Well, if I look at it here, 
he's the wide receiver 18 right now in PPR. All right, wide receiver 18. He was top three, top five last year, depending on your setting. So he's a middle wide receiver too. Now I know he's got the name brand. I know he's got the upside. But the facts are, through so far through the first month of the season, he's wide receiver 18. He has one touchdown on the season. That came in week two versus Miami. But the targets are there. So the numbers give me a chance to actually acquire him because he hasn't blown the competition out of the wall yet. And I think I'm buying low, if possible, on Stephon Diggs. But everything else to me is a thumbs up. His snap share is at least 78% of the time. Love that, right? He's always on the field. 13 targets, 8 targets, 10 targets, 10 targets in the first few games. Love that. 9, 4, 6, and 7 receptions. Those are low for Stephon Diggs. Josh Allen is just starting to find his groove the first month of the season, and their schedule lightens up a little bit. They had Pittsburgh. They had Miami. They had Washington. All pretty decent defenses there, so that was tough. Now his yardage is the thing that's the problem early on, but I think that'll definitely blow through the roof, so I want to get ahead of this. 69 yards in week one, 60 in week two, 63 in week three, and then 114 last week. So again, one touchdown, one game over 70 yards, let alone 100, but the targets are there. He's on the field. We know he has the rapport with Allen, and the Bills will start kicking up. So if there's a time to buy a stud like Stephon Diggs, it's right now, and he is somebody that I'm trying to target. Kelly, if I needed, if we were in the same league and I needed a running back and you needed a wide receiver, we could pop, I think, Nick Chubb for Stephon Diggs straight across and both win. Do you know what's really interesting is I got Stephon Diggs in the Kamish Dynasty League through a trade. Um, oh, I traded. Well, I traded uh, Dalvin Cook, and I received Diggs, Chenault, and a second round uh, pick for next year. So I felt really good about that because I had a huge hole in wide receiver there. Um, but I think I think it was good. And I think exactly what you're talking about. It's kind of apples to oranges, two different leagues. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I actually just a kind of an ironic situation. I actually just acquired digs in one league. And I did exactly what Kelly and me did in this another thing. So this guy was struggling a ton. He had Johnu Smith. I offered him George Kittle and Allen Robinson before week three. And I said, hey, you need a tight end. I'll give you Kittle. He's one of the best in the game. And I'll give you A-Rob. A-Rob still had that name value to him before that Cleveland Browns game. He said, all right, let's do it. And, and my thing is, when I try to go into trades, I want to make the other team better. I know it's a very terrible thing to say. It's like taboo. You always want to win the trade and just dominate. But I truly want to look at the team and say, does this trade make sense for them? Because, number one, it starts dialogue. And that's what happened with me and Kelly. It happened with me my other friend in my other league. Because – I can tell him a story that's believable about why this is going to make his team better. So that's kind of my thought. So Kelly, you gave us one that you're trying to trade away. Is there a player you're trying to target right now and acquire uh, that you don't have in any of your teams right now? Uh, yeah, I would love to have Cooper Cup somewhere. Somehow out of 12 teams, I <laughs> yeah, have right. zero <laughs> Cooper Cup. I know, right? Um, but that is one player I don't have any shares of on any of my 12 leagues, and it makes me kind of sad. I got a little FOMO. Yeah, yeah. Cup, a cup, I think when you're going after Cup, you have to maybe, if you have depth of a running back, maybe find your team that has like that good running back depth and trade your your top running back to get Cub, Cub you need and it. yeah 
So yeah, it's like it's just I get it, but like you can probably trade if that team has good receiver depth, you have good running back depth. That makes sense. Cup is like I drafted the one league I actually didn't draft Cooper Cup in. I drafted Allen Robinson because I was like, ah, I got plenty of Cup. I'm good, and I I immediately had to trade Allen Robinson before before we did this segment. It would have been Allen Robinson if I didn't trade him two weeks ago because I was so bad that I didn't pick Cooper Cup. But um, Sky, any anything that you could think of that you can potentially acquire Cooper Cup? What what would it take, in your opinion, a combination of players, maybe one player to get a guy like Cooper Cup? Your thoughts? Yeah, I, yeah, I have a I have a player here. So Kelly went with the player on her team. She's looking to kind of dish off if possible to upgrade. I have one as well, which I'll reveal in a second, but it's going to be a top running back. You're not going to be able to, I mean, unless it was Devontae Adams or Tyreek Hill or something, but you don't want it, especially at the top of the food chain, you don't want to, and it doesn't make sense to go elite wide receiver for elite wide receiver, right? What makes sense though is elite wide receiver for elite running back. And then depending on who those players are, throw in a piece or two, or like Kelly mentioned earlier, you're in a dynasty league. Now you can start talking about future picks and we don't do a lot of that. I do recommend though, and give a shout out to the commission crew, every opportunity we get on this program here, the commission dynasty podcast as well. They do a great job breaking down dynasty trades and dynasty through the season. So feel free to go check them out as we break down a lot of that stuff long-term as far as Cooper cup really quickly, Kelly, this is the six days that you have an opportunity to get Cooper cup. Somehow he has obviously been out of his mind the first three weeks of the season last week, though, five catches, 64 yards did not score against Arizona, but the targets were still there. He had 13 targets and that's what you're obviously going after. Actually it was a league high. Coincidentally, he's had 10, 11, 12 and 13 targets respectively over the first four weeks. His schedule though is amazing. Seattle, New York, Detroit, Houston, Tennessee, San Francisco, and then a bye week. Nobody can stop Cooper Cup. He got slowed down, but that would be a great purchase if you possibly can. Another guy you might consider looking for Cooper Cup straight across, elite running back, elite wide receiver. This is my guy here, and he is probably my favorite player uh, in the NFL. It's Alvin Kamara. But obviously been very frustrating, unfortunately. Currently, the PPR running back 13. So he's not crushing your team's but he's obviously not top three, top five, like you drafted him as. He has two total touchdowns on the season. They're both receiving. He does not have a rushing touchdown on the season. Last week against the Giants, who, to Bobby's credit, have a decent run defense, but are not a great defense overall. First time in his career, he did not have a single target, not one target. He had a couple bad games with Taysom Hill last year, but not even a target. But he had a career high in rush attempts with 26 and 120 yards rushing. So is Alva Kamara now becoming like a more of a rushing running back than he is that hybrid Austin Eckler pass catching running back, which is so beneficial for fantasy football. We'll see what happens with the Saints offense, but I don't trust the Saints offense. I don't trust Jameis Winston. They went to Taysom Hill, who had two rushing touchdowns last week. So the box score still looks good for Alvin Kamara. Uh, but I am just worried about it. And the draft capital is up there. If you had somebody that needed an elite running back, you could. I think you could sell the story of Nick Chubb having the floor, Alvin Kamara having the ceiling, and Cooper Cup having a down week, and Robert Woods caught one touchdown, and maybe he's coming back down to earth, and you might be able to flip that trade. For me, I would try at least, because I'm trying to offload, unfortunately, my man, Alvin Kamara. Thoughts, Kelly? Mm -hmm. Take all these notes, because... 
Watch out. I'm going to probably show up in somebody's messages with yeah. some of this advice. <laughs> yeah, and Kelly, just make sure it's not mine, all right? We've you've done enough to me, all right? I don't need more of yeah, Kelly's Be, be trade, nice to Bobby, right? please. Yeah, be seriously. nice to Bobby. I, I'm just going to do – I just want to do – so one of the things I want to talk really quick about my guy, and I'm actually going to talk through a scenario because, I, you know, I did some research on my team and the players' team, uh, the team in my league. It's Saquon Barkley's my guy that I want to trade for. So here's the scenario, and I'm going to lay it out for you guys, and I want to get Kelly's thoughts on what you think is the right combination, even if you think it's an option. So the Barkley owner right now today is really weak at receiver. He has Beckham, Brandon Cooks, Keenan Allen, and Julio Jones. Jones is banged up, but even when he was healthy, he was kind of hit or miss. Keenan Allen's, of course, the stud. Cooks has been great this year, but I was thinking in my mind, if I can get Barkley from him, I was thinking about Dan my linchpin running back would be Antonio Gibson, and then trying to give him a player like Calvin Ridley. So it would be Gibson and really for Barkley. I guess, first thoughts, is that trade doable? And would, if you were in the other scenario, would you take that trade? The first thing I would probably say to you is Barkley's my best player. <laughs> that's, <laughs> okay. that's my standard comeback. But I will say uh, Antonio Brown's consistently consistent I, I think you could see that for the rest of the year probably um and Ridley's hot right now everybody wants a piece of Ridley so I think it would be tempting I think it would be worth asking for for sure okay Sky your thoughts remind me the trade again Antonio Gibson and Calvin Ridley for Saquon Barkley. Oh, shoot. I thought you said Antonio Brown. <laughs> oh, no. Antonio Gibson. Sorry, I just want to clear up. I was like, wait a minute. Uh, yeah, Antonio Gibson, <laughs> the running back, like we just talked about. Okay. No worries. No worries. Unraveling the brain. Start over. Yeah. Yeah. Rewind. Don't worry about it. Don't Sorry. Go. Think. It's Sorry, worth again. asking. So, yeah, yeah. Still, you think that's still a good trade, though. I think it. I think it's better, right? Gibson's it's probably better. better. It's better. Okay. Good, good, good. Sky, your thoughts? Okay, so thumbs up from Kelly. Yeah, I agree. Um, if if you're looking, which side of the trade do I want? I want the side of the trade with Ridley and Antonio Gibson personally. Um, I know I know Saquon looked like Saquon last week, rushing touchdown, receiving touchdown, had the big flare on the, down the uh, sideline. Love to see that. Obviously, Saquon hopefully is Saquon now, which is absolutely phenomenal. Antonio Gibson uh, has a J.D. McKissick problem, but overall I think he's a great wide, you know, running back two with running back one upside. And Calvin Ridley in the Falcons, we saw it a little bit last week. They're starting to cook a little bit better. So do I want like a low-end RB1, high-end RB2, and an elite wide receiver over Saquon Barkley, who A, could get re-injured, but I'm not going to predict that, but it's a thing, two years in a row. A bad offense, I think, overall, limited scoring opportunities. Still not a great offensive line. And do you just trust that he is completely ascending and back yet? I personally don't. You guys all know, though, anyone listening to this program knows that I had him you know, running back 13 preseason, and I still felt that was too high. Maybe we're past waiting for Saquon Barkley, and now, look, anybody that took the risk and is 0-2 and now they are blowing up because of Saquon, good for you. Um, I'm still not totally sold. So to be honest with you, I think the Falcons get better as they go. Again, still first year uh, under Arthur Smith and everything. They got to knock the kinks off. Um, I think that offense gets better, and I think Antonio Gibson, um, again, is you know seventy percent of Saquon, and I'll take those two guys over Saquon Barkley personally. Okay. So Kelly, in a vacuum, which side do you like better? Would you rather have Barkley? So I'll give you my depth. This is probably going to give you context too. I have Stephon Diggs. We just talked about. I have Calvin Ridley, Deontay Johnson, Amari Cooper, and Tyler Boyd at receiver. And it's a three-receiver league, which is good. But 
I have the depth that I felt like, okay, maybe I could package those two. And then Gibson's been good, but he does not get as much passing game work as we thought. Barkley looks like he's going to explode. But give me your thoughts. Are you are you with Sky on the Barkley uh, on the Calvin Ridley side, or are you on the Barkley side? I feel like Barkley is a little volatile, so I almost want to be on the side of Antonio Gibson and uh, Ridley because exactly what Sky said, I think there's more upside there than trying to rely on Barkley to be consistent week to week. However, I do own Barkley on one of my leagues, and I have not sat him. I've sat through um, and obviously thrilled for last week. So I think if he's your guy and you have the depth to do it, then go out and do it. Yeah. Well, I guess what's the better combination? I mean, we just talked through it, right? Diggs is obviously too high, Ridley, and then it's Deontay Johnson, Amari Cooper, Tyler Boyd. I mean, do you do you think Tyler Boyd would get the job done with Tony Gibson? Do you think Amari Cooper? Would you like Deontay Johnson better? I'm just trying to figure because I have all these. I get every time I try to figure out who to start, I sit there, I play the wrong guy, and I'm just tired of it. So I yeah. want to just trade depth for talent. So is there a like better combination that would the be? The Ridley, I think, is good with Ridley because the people are talking about Ridley right now. A lot of people are, are wanting to acquire Ridley. So I think based on name uh, FOMO, that might be a good one to dangle out there. Okay. Yeah, I would, I would personally, and Bobby, you know this, um, but I think it's also legitimate at this point after week one, I would try to move Amari Cooper on name brand instead. I would try to keep – I would try to mm, – I personally would be a Ridley guy over Amari Cooper. I know he had the big 35-yard touchdown. I get all that. But he's hurt every single week, and um, it's it's turning into the Zeke show and the running backs when, uh, when they can. So I think Ridley's going to ascend, and I think Amari Cooper's plateauing at least. So you think Coop, so let me ask you this. So you're a Barkley owner. If I offer you Gibson and Cooper, are you taking the trade? I would personally. I'm okay. tough though, man, because I I'm not a I'm not a Barkley guy. But yeah, in a vacuum, I think I think I would. Sure. Okay. Kelly. I I prefer the Ridley um because I think the upside is better there. So you'd counter. So if, I offered if you, you Cooper, offered me, yeah, I'd counter you for Ridley. Okay. Well, that's, I probably, this... I probably would, I probably would too. I would counter for Ridley also, but on <laughs> your side, but on your side, I would offer, I would offer Cooper first. Oh, that hurts right? me makes so sense. much. <laughs> that hurts me so I, much. I so. just, I just would. That's uh, what I do. Yeah, no, I, I agree. This is what we're talking through. You know, we have to do more of these live trade talks. More therapy. Yeah, fantasy therapy. Well, it's session. good. Yeah. It's just, it's a starting point. And then if he gets to Ridley, I know now it's like, all right, it might be leaning certain ways, but. When I have all that additional depth on that team, I think I would be all right. But listen, Kelly, before you go, listen, this was 30 minutes of trade talk. And honestly, <laughs> we've figured out a lot of stuff. You know, I didn't give you a lot of chance to brag. And I appreciate you for humbling yourself a little bit. But great job on the trade. And honestly, give the people some insight on where they can find your content. Um, I know you guys do the playbook every week. Give us, give us the commission crew uh, content schedule. Yeah, absolutely. You can find my work, which is more lifestyle-based, fun, fluffy, entertaining pieces at thecommishbrand.com. Um, and I pop in every now and then on the podcast, but more so I've just been a guest on podcasts. So if you're looking to find me, just hop on Twitter, Kelly and Phoenix, and I will share where you can find me. That's great. Thanks, Kelly. We appreciate you joining today. And honestly, enjoy DJ more, right? <laughs> I will. Thank you very much. Thanks for having well, me, guys. Absolutely. Always a pleasure. Bye. Go check out Kelly in Phoenix on Twitter. 
Go Ravens. We appreciate you. Take care. See you, Kelly. I, I, I like Kelly a lot, but I, I'm upset that I I can't like her because of what she did. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I want to become friends with Kelly. And I maybe after the season, we can revisit all that. All right, Sky, that's 30 minutes of trade talk, my friend. Honestly, yeah, that was good. good. Yeah, that was good, man. And that was very therapeutic. You know, I, I have plenty of shares of Amari Cooper, so I think I might be able to offer him away and see what happens. Because Ridley's my only share, but whatever. All right, so we're gonna let's talk about some injuries first, Sky. I know you have a couple things on the agenda. This is your show, typically, and you did the solo pod. I'm glad we're back together, though. I hate yeah, being alone likewise. without you. Um, let's see. Can I can I run through some injuries and then we Do can it. just dive in? All right. So first off, I wanted to just take a look. Obviously, Thursday night, everyone keeps forgetting about this, but Joe Mixon got hurt on Thursday nights. Mm-hmm. That's he's pro football doc is saying he most likely will miss this week. So I guess quick, quickly pick one. Are you going to go with Evans or P Ryan as the pickup? I don't want either one of those, to be honest with you. If I had to pick one of them, it's probably, I guess it's Samaj P Ryan, but I, I literally don't want anyone. I'm going to go through waivers here in a second. Yeah. yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather go, I'd rather go with these guys over the next Bengals guy, even though the work might be there. Cause I just don't think either one of those other guys are close to Joe Mixon where the other ones on waivers, I think will actually get the work and efficiency. All right. So next was DJ Chark fractures, his foot, ankle, whatever it was he's done. So um, Marvin Jones got, I think this is a buy low opportunity. Marvin Jones had a slow game last week. I think you can actually, t- we're just talking about trades. Uh, Marvin Jones is someone to target now, you know, with no, with no uh, DJ Chark, Chenault looked really good. He's, I think he gets a big bump in PPR, especially. Mm-hmm. But they started to throw to him downfield. We'll talk about that in our Player Trends show later in the week. Any thoughts about Marvin Jones or, or LaVisca Chenault? Yeah, Marvin Jones I, I thought was going to be a good play here. I mean, even regardless, uh, obviously one of his revenge games. Uh, Marvin Jones back in the day caught four touchdowns in the same game for the Bungles back in the day there with A.J. Green. Um, it was LaVisca Chenault, though, you're right. And uh, – Week one, we were on our live show, Bobby, with Levy and Buck, and it was LaVisca, 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 LaVisca. And I kept being like, I don't know. And it didn't happen. <laughs> and now it's really toned down. Now with DJ Chark out, um, it's going to be Marvin Jones down the field, in my opinion, LaVisca up over the middle. And James Robinson's going to get, I think, just a, a boatload of work at this point too. So I feel good about the the Jags minimizing their work. Obviously unfortunate about Chark, uh, but that's going to help fantasy managers kind of navigate this offense. Yeah. Uh, next was Logan Thomas. This one hurts a little bit for me. Uh, Ricky Silster Jones is his direct backup, but guys like Curtis Samuel might have a better shot now reemerging in this offense because Deami Brown, your boy, also got hurt in this game. Um, so that could be interesting. I think Terry McLaurin's going to be an absolute target hog. Um, but we'll talk about streamer potentially tight ends. But is there anybody because of the Logan Thomas injury you're targeting uh, out of the out of that Washington football team offense? I guess it's. Curtis Samuel, spoiler alert, he's number three, according to Fantasy Pros, the second wide receiver getting picked up off of waivers this week. Um, I'm not crazy about him, to be honest with you. I mean, Terry McLaurin's an animal, uh, so I just think that's going to that's gonna be the work there. But Curtis Samuel's definitely worth a roster spot. Um, I, I just think, look, man, J.D. McKissick will not go away. And I know it's frustrating for fantasy managers, but the reality is he's very effective with what he's able to do out of the backfield. And I think they could just dump off to him as easy as it would be to get to Curtis Samuel too. So uh, we'll see what happens. Now, Curtis Samuel's an Ohio State guy, so he might just get more work because that's how Urban Meyer runs. But uh, I'm not crazy about him necessarily. Yeah, the next one's David Montgomery. This is a big one. It looks like a sprained MCL. It looks like he avoided the, the fear ACL tear, so that's good news. But it looks like he'll be out. Damian Williams also suffered – a quad injury, 
But it sounds like he'll be okay. So Damian Williams, quick thoughts. Khalil Herbert, maybe a deep league ad. Any other thoughts about this impact to the Bears offense? Yeah, Khalil Herbert is somebody that I actually repped uh, lightly. I'm not going to stand on a soapbox just yet because I wasn't quite all in per se. But I did, you know, rep a few times that in preseason he looked very good. So Khalil Herbert is somebody that should be on dynasty rosters already. And if he's not, pick him up. And in in regular, you know, redraft leagues, he's definitely worth a roster spot. Um, David Montgomery, man, has really turned a corner from his rookie season. He came out pretty average, came out with a groin injury last year. And I was like, don't draft him, don't draft him, groin injury, rant, rant. And he shook it and dominated, obviously. Um, now DeAndre Swift is doing the same thing in, in Detroit. Damian Williams, though, has never, has never had more than 500 yards rushing in a season for all these teams that he's played. Um, he should be rostered. But again, he's risky with his uh, injury situation after David Montgomery went down. And that was what, the beginning of the fourth quarter, I believe? That would uh, yeah, sound about that. right. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Anyway, basically in the fourth quarter, I believe Damian Williams did have 10, uh, 10 touches and 70 total yards and a touchdown. So that's one quarter of work for the bears there against the lions. And they get the Raven or excuse me, the Raiders, the Packers, the Buccaneers, the 49ers, the, uh, the Steelers before the buy. So I'm not crazy about that running back. If it's not David Montgomery, but Damian Williams should be rostered as a waiver pickup. Uh, but Khalil Herbert on deeper roster should be as well. Yeah, let's jump to Teddy Bridgewater concussion. He'll probably be fine. He might even be able to play next week. But if he doesn't, do you have any reservations about, you know, Sutton and, and those guys? Your reservations, yes. Um, not excited. Uh, Noah Fant, maybe. Running backs, sure. But they're splitting work 50-50. Sutton's a number one receiver on his team. So he's probably a wide receiver, too, uh, in your rosters. But the rest of these guys, um, no thank you, unfortunately. Not yet. Let's jump down to your boy, Jimmy G. It sounds like positive uh, outlook for him, but he might miss a week. Uh, this could be the audition. Trey Lance had 20 fantasy points last week and a half. <laughs> so, I mean, I know it was on a big play, but take that big play away. Fine, he had 10 points and a half. I don't care. That's still awesome for a guy who didn't know until like three minutes before the second half kickoff that he was going to play. So, thoughts on Lance, thoughts on Jimmy G. Uh, do you think Lance has a shot at taking this job full time? Yeah, I absolutely do. Um, I'm a 49er fan, and I've been uh, kind of bagging on Jimmy G since we traded for him. I was not excited about that. We had a chance to get Kirk Cousins at the time with Shanahan. We didn't. We got Jimmy. Wasn't super thrilled on that. I rest my case. Um, yeah, I mean, again, in a half, 18 pass attempts, nine completions, 157 yards, most of that coming on a fake Debo Samuel deep bomb that was busted coverage and he ended up scoring on a 76-yard touchdown. But two passing touchdowns. For Trey Lance and a half, seven rushes for 41 yards. Bobby, this is what we care about. We know that Trey Lance can run. We know that Justin Fields can run. A lot of these quarterbacks coming out these days, everybody's mobile, but certain quarterbacks are running quarterbacks. Trey Lance is one of them. If Trey Lance, let's just extrapolate for fun, 14 carries for 80-plus yards in uh, rushing, right, in a half, and then 18 completions for 304 touchdowns in a half, too. I know those are expanded numbers, but – you know, you're talking top 10 quarterback if you were if you were to actually do that. Is he your question was, is this a real audition? Absolutely. I think Shanahan has kind of been not hoping for this, of course. I don't want to make fun of an injury on Jimmy. I'm not. But this makes Shanahan's decision making much easier. The reality is Jimmy can't go, so Trey can go. Now, just like the Bears, when Andy Dalton goes down, Justin Fields comes in. 
Trey Lance does have the audition. It's not given to him because Shanahan loves Jimmy. And when he's healthy, he might come back. Here's the deal, though. They play this week against Arizona, who just shut down the Rams. All right? They're no joke. They're undefeated. Shut down Stafford, Cup, and everybody else. Lance goes into Arizona, plays a division rival, tries to up in them this week as the starter. If he somehow gets that win or at least plays very well, they have a bye week right after that in week six. That's when Kyle is going to have to make a decision. Because if Trey comes out and goes, I'm that dude, when I had a full game to prepare, full week to prepare, and I had every snap and I produce, now I'm that guy, right? More exciting, rushing, yada, yada. If they end up getting that upset, that's huge. They have the Colts, winnable. Bears, winnable. Cardinals and Rams again. But then Jacksonville, Minnesota, Seattle, um, Cincinnati, Atlanta, Tennessee, Houston to end the year. They could run the table or go two, three losses if they're playing right. So Kyle's going to have a tough decision. Yes, it's the audition week. If Trey Lance bombs this, he's in serious trouble because when Jimmy comes back, it'll be his job again. Trey Lance starts it this week. I, I would start him. Um, in single quarterback league, he's yeah. probably my – I haven't done rankings yet. Uh, obviously, it's a little early, but he's probably going to fall in my 12 to 15. Um, and then depending on matchups, we'll see what happens. But Matt Stafford is not a running quarterback at all, right? Rushing quarterbacks have been more more uh, productive against the Cardinals' pass rush, right? Because they come around the side, and Trey Lance can sneak up the middle, which he did that whole half versus Seattle. So if he's able to do that, he's picking up chunk yardage, first downs, moving the chains, yada, yada. I think it'll be just fine. Okay. George Kittle banged up again. Um, hey. Are you hey. any concerns about George Kittle? Absolutely. I, you know- yeah, he's got another – it looks like a knee injury he escaped. What's your thoughts? Yeah, every single week, you know, people are talking to me, and I, I do a, I do an awesome uh, a guest slot on ESPN Radio out in New Jersey. Uh, shout out to my boy Mike. Um, and he asked me every week, you're a Niner guy, you're out West Coast, what's up with the Niners, what's up with Kittle? And every week I'm like, ah, you know, it's Kittle. He'll be fine. He's tough, blah, blah. You know what, Bob, I'm tired of it. I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried as a fan. I'm worried as a fantasy player. Kittle is a beast. We all know he's like one of the most likable dudes in, in the NFL. It's impossible not to root for him. When he's healthy, he's an animal, but he just isn't effective. The Ross Dwelly touchdown to start the game, everyone thought it was Kittle. It wasn't. Um, after that, he had another touchdown, literally hit him right in the hands in the end zone. It was a tough catch, but Kittle makes that 9 out of 10. He dropped it, um, and they're just not using him the way that we want the 49ers to. So he's still tight end 6 on the year because tight end's a joke, but when you look at the actual numbers – He's not who you want him to be, uh, unfortunately. So, look, you have to play him because he's George Kittle and his tight end, but that's a guy I would look to move on name brand maybe. He's got the Arizona Cardinals coming up who are very good against tight ends. They were the worst two years ago. They're good now, and they have a bye week in two weeks. That's two weeks you may not even want to play him, and you can't play him during a bye. So I might try to move off of Kittle, to be honest with you. Okay, Will Fuller, he's hurt his hand. looks like he's going to be out maybe a week or two. But do you think that's good news for Waddle? Does yeah. that boost the value of those guys? Yeah, Waddle and Parker and Mike Kosicki, to their credit, have done very well with, <laughs> you know, whatever Jacoby Brissett's throwing out there. Um, two is set to come back in a couple of weeks. I think week six is what he's targeting now. So we'll see if that gets better. Um, Parker's played pretty well. Gasicki's getting hammered, and so is Waddle. Uh, Will Fuller, man, I just – He's boom or bust. He's Deshaun Jackson at this point. I mean, he's constantly hurt. Even if you play him, he may give you a half. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's fun when he breaks off three for 204 touchdowns. But, like, I'm not into that, man. That's not my style of of ball. So I have no Will Fuller. I will not have any Will Fuller. 
And uh, unless it's a DFS play, just shooting a shot, then I'm not interested at all. Yeah, the last one I got here is Tony Jones, uh, the backup for the Saints. Alvin Kamara became like a full-time workhorse yeah. on the ground. But um, anybody in there you're thinking about? What's your thoughts on Alvin Kamara? I think that's a little dangerous too, man, giving him just that heavy workload. But what's your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm I'm not interested. I actually wouldn't be surprised. Um, it, we'll see what happens with Tony Jones, you know, long term. But I wouldn't be surprised if the if the Saints go out and just pick somebody up. I mean, yo, they had AP. Let's not forget, man. Adrian Peterson A is still out there looking for work and still in phenomenal shape. The dude's a robot. B, he had a cup of coffee with the Saints a few years ago, the year Alvin Kamara was drafted. Mark Ingram, Adrian Peterson, and Alvin Kamara. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they just bring in AP for a couple of weeks or whatever, just to pound the rock on early, you know, whenever they need to give Kamara a break. Because you're right, Bobby. For fantasy, it's awesome to see Kamara get a career high in carries at 26. He's not that type of running back, man. I mean, he should have yeah. 18 and about six receptions and spread that wealth. He's not right now. Uh, I, I would be nervous about that. They do not have Latavius Murray anymore. That was that guy to split it up. I would be nervous. Honestly, no way, AP, man. They had a bad ending. That was weird. They did. I, somebody they, I they think did. is You're actually right. – yeah, someone I think is interesting is Marlon Mack. Maybe they can there swing a trade, get him. He's a nice early two-round thumper. You could push Kamara back to that pass game role um, and help him split early down work. I think that would be a great compliment. But that's, that's all a pretty much, much better, got. Yeah. Much better suggestion. <laughs> so, yeah, the other thing I was going to talk through defensive guys. We'll talk about that later in the week, I guess. But So let's dive into waiver wire. Scott, what do you got for us? All right, so I am going to uh, – yeah, the real Kingston jumps in here in our chat. I've been thinking I should trade Kamara. Yeah, we've been talking about it quite a bit. Make sure you dial in Sunday mornings for our start sit, but you can feel free to jump into Bobby and I um, who come in here, and uh, you can reach out to us on DM on Twitter and uh, Sky Guasco and Bobby Lamarco for any trade discussions. So uh, the real Kingston, feel free to uh, jump into that. All right, yes, I'm going to turn the corner here, and we're going to get into – the waiver wires. Now I'm going to kind of just blitz through this uh, quickly. Uh, I'm not really going to break every player down per se, um, but I do think it's important that we, we scan every, every option here. So let's get into, again, I, I basically just take a swath of the top players that fantasy pros puts out there. And then Bobby and I put our heads collectively to it and decide how we want to rank these guys. So I'll give you the top 10, Blanket, and then we'll go through them here. Number one, Darnell Mooney. Number two, Trey Lance. Number three, Curtis Samuel. Number four, Dawson Knox. Number five, Deontay, Devontae Parker. Excuse me. And again, these are players with less than uh, 50% ownership. Devontae Parker, number six, Hunter Renfro. Number seven, Damian Williams. Number eight, Kenny Gainwell, the number one running back in Philadelphia. Take a look at him. Number nine, Rashad Bateman. And number 10, Jamison Crowder. All right, so I'm going to break this down how I would do it. My number one is also Darnell Mooney. Clearly, clearly the number one for Chicago last week. It's infuriating. Obviously, I know Bobby's laughing all the way to the bank here, getting rid of Allen Robinson finally, but I've been somebody that's been trying to hold steady on Allen Robinson. I called my shot on Robert Woods finally last week during the Sunday live show. He caught a late touchdown and saved my behind. Allen Robinson, man, just disappearing in this offense. I don't know if it's naggy, whatever. But not looking good. Darnell Mooney pops in as that number one guy there. So I love picking him up if you can. He's available in 60% of leagues. Trey Lance in super flex leagues. He should, he's probably already taken up in super flex. But in single quarterback leagues, he's probably available. And I would go get him. I just said I'll probably have him 15 or 12. 
even if he, you know, even if you have a stud that you don't want to play over him, put him on your bench, ride through that bye week and see what happens coming out. Because if, if he does well versus Arizona, they go into the bye week and Kyle comes out of that bye week with Jimmy healthy and still goes with Trey Lance. Now we're now we're cooking with gas. Curtis Samuel. I just mentioned I'm not crazy excited about him um, just because, again, the injury history, but also what's his role going to be in this offense. Back in the day when he was with Carolina and Ron Rivera, they had a specific role, and then it changed last year and he had a career year. But are they going to go back to where he was because it wasn't amazing? I'm just not going to be burning my fab on him. Dawson Knox, look, Bobby's the deep tight end guy. This is looking good, though, for all of you tight end streamers. What's interesting about Dawson Knox is he's not just a touchdown or bust tight end like a million other guys. CJ Ozama, right, had one good game in his career for fantasy. That's not the case here with Dawson Knox. They're targeting him, targeting him in the red zone, targeting him in between the 20s. He's moving the ball. He's making guys miss. He's very athletic. He is legit. Devontae Parker, Hunter Renfro, these are PPR guys. Hunter Renfro, again, playing Monday Night Football here. Um Devontae Parker, will, will, with Will Fuller out, that's obviously going to boost him. We'll see what happens when Tua comes back. If you need a depth wide receiver and you miss out on Darnell Mooney and Curtis Samuel, and you can go for him. The guys I'm interested here a little bit deeper that I think will be less fab and easier to grab, Damian Williams, I just mentioned, if he comes out healthy for Chicago, takes over that role, I like him a lot. Khalil Herbert, though, keep an eye there. Kenny Gainwell, I know I tongue-in-cheek about him being the best running back in Philadelphia. Well, guess what? I think the Eagles actually think that that's the case because they gave him all of the red zone work. They gave him all of the goal line work. He scored. He was in on four consecutive goal line plays and ended up scoring there. All of the pass catching work, no matter what, how any of us think about Miles Sanders, the Eagles don't feel that way. They've done it for years. They brought in Jordan Howard a couple of years ago. Boston Scott, who doesn't have a job, was taking his work too. Kenny Gainwell is going to be that guy. I want him on my roster's PPR machine. Rashad Bateman hasn't played yet as a rookie, but he's going to come in. I think he could be that 1B at least and maybe a number one for the Ravens who don't have much work in the past game, obviously, outside of Hollywood Brown, who bounced back this week after a couple drops, and Mark Andrews. So look at Rashad Bateman. And then finally in the top 10, Jamison Crowder, man. He had been out with COVID. He missed the first couple of seasons, comes back. Bobby and I were talking on the Sunday show. Is he going to come back into his role in the slot where he's been dominant for the Jets, no matter who the quarterback is, or is it a rookie quarterback, new regime? We'll see. He was. He was very efficient, very effective, caught a touchdown. I love that. couple deeper names, Bob, and I'll go to you with any thoughts on these. A.J. Green. I'm going to get to him. I got a question for you later on A.J. Green. Can't can't fake it, folks. <laughs> he's legit. He's playing ball six targets in every single game this year, exactly six targets Every single game this year, you love that. Daniel Jones and Superflex Leagues. Josh Gordon for Kansas City. I know it's kind of a, a joke and kind of a, yeah, what if. Let's be honest, dude. He's in the best offense maybe in the league when they're right. He is still in peak physical condition. He has not played ball in years, and he is in shape. He has be, been reinstated for the league, at worth a deeper bench stash just to see. And Bobby's guy here, uh, the new favorite giant after being a squeaky wheel for four weeks, Kadarius Tony, who a lot of people laughed at in fantasy football coming out of Florida, had a real nice week with Shepard and Slayton out this last week. So Kadarius Tony could be another free guy uh, that might clear waivers, to be honest with you. You could pick up for free and stash because if those guys have long-term outs or Kenny Galladay doesn't get going or Evan Ingram goes down again, you're going to be looking at the another mouth to feed there. And Kadarius Tony showed up well for the Giants. So once again, just blast through my names here, and Bob, I'll let you highlight anybody you're excited about Mooney Lance Knox Damian Williams assuming he's healthy of course Gainwell Bateman Crowder 
AJ Green, Daniel Jones, Gordon, and Kadarius Tony. Anybody in that mix either jump off the page or that you're pumping the brakes on? Uh, you know, I, I, I'm actually okay with Damian Williams picking him up and I'm not going to burn like a top waiver wire, you know, ad. I'm not going to blow a bunch of fab on him, but I'll put like a nice $15 fab. And if, especially if Montgomery news comes out, he's going to miss three to four weeks. I think Damian Williams is good. He's competent. The running game has been okay for the bears. They've had faced really tough run defenses. So I give him a slight pass guy. That's that really we didn't talk about is Randall Cobb. So MVS is on short is on IR right now. He comes in, he plays, and he immediately just establishes himself as the number two. And Aaron Rodgers is flowing. You know, Robert Tanyan's an afterthought right now, and they play Cincinnati next week. And Cincinnati's pass defense just let up a bunch of production to LaVisca Chenault in the slot. So Cobb could be someone you plug in as a wide receiver three, maybe a flex spot based on some of that stuff. But overall, listen, the low, if you're a tight end person and, you know, you lost Logan Thomas because of an injury – Here's here's some crazy stuff I'm going to tell you. Ferkser is back on the fantasy radar, okay? I looked at this really quick. Guy ran a bunch of routes last week, saw six targets, and they have a much more favorable matchup this week. As someone that you can get for free, he's 0% owned. I know the Dawson Knox of the world are guys that are going to be picked up and scooped, but if you miss out on some of those guys, he's a real deep name, especially if Brown and Julio are out again um, as well. So for the most part, though, if you're quarterback position, you're trying to find someone – to Sky, do you have like a? I know Trey Lance is probably the biggest one. I think if you can get Trey Lance, great. He might be rostered on a lot of leagues right now. So, is there another deeper name maybe you're thinking about from the QB position as as a potential pickup? Yeah, another guy that's probably rostered, but I would absolutely take a look is Daniel Jones. We know he has the rushing upside. He's been playing very well lately, minimizing the turnovers this year, which is massive. Obviously, another guy here, man. Look, Taylor Heineke has played absolutely yeah. fantastic. He's available in 90% of leagues still. So take a look at, at Taylor Heineke as well. I think that's definitely an option. Um, and, I mean, if you're really desperate, I guess, uh, <laughs> and you just need somebody in Superflex who might be out there, Drew Locke, if he's going to be the starter, he's a body. And in Superflex leagues, uh, almost every quarterback is rostered because a lot of teams have two or three. Well, they have two because you play two, but you have three, even four quarterbacks uh rookies and and what if guys but drew lock might be available because he hasn't played yet right um and teddy's potentially going to be out for a while so if you're really desperate i would look at drew lock too but for me it's going to be each prey lance for sure because people got frustrated or something i'd pick him up too daniel jones is another guy as well so here's a, let's i think this is another counter thing to this only there's players that are being dropped that he need to be watched you know, so let's, I'm just kind of looking. I just was curious. Sony Michelle got dropped in a lot of leagues. If you're a Daryl Henderson owner, I honestly think you got to go get Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle played against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in his start, but he was a complete workhorse. If so, Daryl Henderson every week has a moment where you think he's done for the game, and he's one of those players where I honestly, in every one of my leagues, I have Daryl Henderson. I've reached out. I have a lot of Daryl Henderson, and I reached out to the people that have Sony Michelle, and they're and he's being dropped. So if you have him. Go pick him up. I think that's someone that I like to keep on my bench as a potential handcuff. Um, just walking through. Robert Tanya I just brought up, too, as, a, as, a, as someone that's being dropped right now because he's not producing. But he has a really good matchup this week, someone you could potentially stream. Um, and then, yeah, Elijah Mitchell, another guy. What's your thoughts on Elijah Mitchell? He's being dropped now, too, uh, in a lot of leagues. Are you willing – do you think Trey Sermon – he looked better this week, a lot better. Um 
Do you think Elijah Mitchell though, still has a shot to be the one when he comes back? Yes, I do. But if he's not fully healthy this week, then again, they have a bye week in week six. They're going up against the Cardinals. Darrell Henderson did have a nice game, which was good. They, they minimized the pass and uh, Matt Stafford, but the running game was okay for the Rams against the Cardinals. So, yes, if Elijah Mitchell suits up, here's the problem, though, now, Bobby. Sermon was a healthy scratch because clearly Kyle Shanahan thought, okay, Mitchell's going to be that guy. All right, cool. Well, now Sermon came out and did just fine because it's a Niners running back, and that's what they do. So he's like, oh, well, shit, this kid's pretty good too. And I got Elijah Mitchell, and I got Jeff Wilson coming back pretty soon. It, it's a it's a mess. Yes, they should all be rostered. I wouldn't be super excited to start any of them this week against Arizona, but if you need an RB2, RB3, then sure, go ahead. But do know they have a bye week coming up in two weeks, so I would not go blow a bunch of fab because you're – at best, you're only able to use them one week, and that's risky even in the next two. So I would be patient with the 49ers. Can I give you a gross name to monitor because I just want to? Mark Ingram. Okay, I know this one's going to be a little weary, but so in my metric, I talk about this all the time, adjusted line yards I put together. I actually started rest of season metric. Uh, rest of season metric. Mark Ingram has the had the one of the toughest run game schedules to start the year, and his flip on the on the rest of season he has the biggest differential and he is being used pretty much as the lead back constantly plus when Tyrod Taylor comes back that offense had a little thing going on and marking was being dropped you know and I don't even think you need to pick him up this week I'm just telling you that you should probably keep an eye on marking because when Tyrod Taylor comes back that that run game schedule gets a lot better and he looked the part he's actually still averaging a well over four yards per carry he's David Cully's guy Someone that just caught my eye that has a really good rest of season schedule, probably can get for free. All right, fair enough. Bob, we're getting long in the tooth here. I want to blast out just a couple of hot seat players. Now, this is a little bit different. The segment's a little different this week. We have done the hot seat players, and of course, that hot topic is brought to you by our good friends at Bomb Banana Hot Sauce. Go to seekthespice.com, and you can use the promo code TCK for 10% off of that banana base, not banana flavored hot sauce. Once again, bomb banana hot sauce, banana base, not banana flavored. Seekthespice.com. That's our hot topic for the day. Now, we have been doing the hot seat players, right? These are players, Bob, that like you're either panicking on or you're patient with. I'm going to change it up a little bit this week because there's some good players on here who have played well. So I'm actually going to like revert it to do you think the trend continues? Or are you saying like, eh, it's fool's gold? You know, you're not actually buying the production as of late. I'm going to blast through these names pretty quickly, maybe just a sentence or two. We got a couple comments I'd like to get to as well before we get out of here. Once again, if you're just tuning in, this is Bob and Sky of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast streaming live with you. Make sure to give us a subscribe and a like anywhere you're listening and tune in on Sundays to make sure you get three hours of start sit content right here on YouTube, smash the subscribe button and the bell. So, you know, when we get that alert 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. on Pacific time and 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time for your third, uh, three hour start sit conversation on here on YouTube. All right, Bob, five touchdowns this season, five total touchdowns for Ryan Tannehill. Both top wide receivers are out, went up against the jets. The jets get the dub. It was Derrick Henry all day, but he wasn't as dominant as everybody thought he was going to be. Ryan Tannehill couldn't make it happen with scrubs. Shouts out to my boy Josh Reynolds for getting a chance and dominating. But Ryan Tannehill, man, five total touchdowns were a month in. Ugh, sink or swim here. Uh, he plays the Jags this week, so I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in with him. Deal. Matt Ryan, four touchdowns last week, but looked horrendous the previous three. 
Three of those go to Cordero Patterson. So I'm going to wrap two players in here. Cordero Patterson, running back, wide receiver, kick returner, punt returner. I'm sure he throws passes as well. Are you in on Ryan, Matt Ryan moving forward? Are you in on Cordero Patterson as a weekly start as a RB2, wide receiver two, flex? How do you feel about Ryan and Patterson? No, Matt Ryan is just a streamer quarterback in right matchups. Washington football team is well overrated. Jets are very good against the pass. Doesn't make sense. And we would have not have said that going into the season. Cordell Patterson should be on your team. Is he a weekly start? No. I think if you could package him together with somebody and get yourself a solid RB2, I would definitely do that. All right. Let's move on here. I got three Cardinals for you here. So big Cardinals discussion for you. We'll start with James Conner. Four touchdowns in the last two weeks. Two weeks, two touchdowns. Very frustrating for Chase Edmonds managers, obviously. Even Kyler Murray people and and DeAndre Hopkins and whatever. Nonetheless, James Conner looks good. He's breaking tackles. He's got some burst. He looks like he did in 2018 for the Steelers. He's getting the goal line work, and he's scoring and capitalizing on him. We mentioned preseason. Kenyon Drake last year dominated in the red zone last year. It was not Edmonds. So if it's going to be Conner, can you ride the wave? Do you even the problem is do you see a circumstance where you look at your roster and go, James Connor's the guy that I want to play this week? If you could trade, I, I think this is the type of player you trade. I mean, I understand the touchdown. Trade away or trade for? Trade away. I mean, the guy gets 50 yards and he gets two touchdowns. That's awesome. And this is a red red hot offense, but Hopkins has not done much yet, and he's gonna regress at some point back to that mean of catching touchdowns and stuff. I think if you could pair him with – I just the problem is I don't think anybody's trading for James Conner. Uh, so I think if you have him, you're playing him in good matches. Play when they're heavy favorites. That's when I would play James Conner. I will say we do have bye weeks starting up here in a couple of weeks, and when we start having four to six teams out, you may not have a choice. James Conner is at least maybe a touchdown or bus guy that you could take a look at. All right, you mentioned DeAndre Hopkins. Let's talk about these wide receivers out here. Kirsten Kirk's been playing very well. Rondale Moore's played very well, but they're kind of boomer bust. AJ Green, we mentioned earlier, wide receiver 29, Bobby. Yeah. Wide receiver 22, his teammate, DeAndre Hopkins. That one doesn't sound as good. AJ Green is wide receiver 29. You're like, holy shit, that's awesome. DeAndre Hopkins at 22, yikes. Yeah, I think AJ Green is someone that you should start taking seriously. I mean, he's getting over 100 yards receiving. All the attention goes to Hopkins, and this guy is a all-pro who didn't play a lot over the last couple of years. And he's showing that when you play against lesser corners, he's not the focal point. He still can win. And I think he's a matchup based wide receiver three throughout the season. Really quick. Deandre Hopkins, 83 yards in week one and two touchdowns, 54 yards and a touchdown in week two. Since then three catches, 21 yards in week three, four catches, 67 yards in week four, no touchdowns. Deandre Hopkins might also be a buy low candidate. We were talking about earlier, Still the uh, top dog there in Arizona. All right, yeah. Bob, that gets us. Oh, go ahead. Last comment. No, I was just going to say, though, he's got San Francisco, which is banged up, but they figure out a way to kind of slow down a little bit, Metcalf and Lockett. And then he's got the Browns the next week, and the Browns have Denzel Ward. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's tough. You're holding him probably for now. All right. That was our hot topic brought to you by Bomb Banana Hot Sauce. Again, Bomb Banana Hot Sauce, seekthespice.com. TCK is your promo code. For your order. All right, Bob, let's jump into some comments before we get out of here, man. I want to go through these uh, quite quickly. Appreciate everybody chiming in uh, during the Monday night game. Waller disappoints me. Our man C-Dog not feeling Darren Waller. Although, I believe after this comment, 
spoiler alert, he did catch a touchdown there. So that's good for you there. Let's move on down the line here. Uh, the real Kingston, should I trade Camara? Now we we're kind of talking through this in the comments section. Um, running back depth is Fournette, Montgomery, and Camara. Uh, traded Darnell Mooney or Juju for Darnell Mooney. Um, started Owen or one and three with a, a, a good roster there. So I like that. Okay, we got a question here. Saltiest moose. Saltiest moose. I wonder what state you live in. I'm gonna guess Montana, uh, but it could be you know Canada, Alaska, who knows? Maybe Idaho. Saw a moose in Utah one time, Wyoming. All right. Should I trade Woods and Chase? For Eckler, Jamar Chase, and Robert Woods for Austin Eckler. If you get offered that trade, you're taking Eckler, of course. But I don't think – if, if I would have to know. I think if you're getting offered that trade, I'm taking Eckler 100%. If you think that's a good enough package to get Eckler, I don't think so personally. But eh, I'll toss to the sky on that one. Yeah, I know podcast listeners already know the outcome of the game here, but we're, we're recording during the Monday Night Football game. And I will say, after a couple of touchdowns tonight – I'm not sure you're going to be able to get Austin Eckler, but go for it if you can. All right, here's another question here. Um, Kashif Mustafa, would you trade Ridley for Cooper Cup? I have Ridley and feel like he has a lot of upside, but Cup is in a better offense. The immediate question is, yes, we would trade Ridley for Cooper Cup. Are you actually in a conversation here where somebody said, I'll take Ridley for Cooper Cup, and you're asking us if you should actually do that? Because if so, yeah. then yes, smash it. I can't see a, a reason right now today that somebody would trade away Cooper Cup for Calvin Ridley. Bobby, am I missing anything? No, I think in this scenario, you need to add something. And I don't think you need to add that much. Obviously, I think you still need to – if that guy has Cooper Cup but is really weak in his flex and, you start, and he's losing, you're going to give him Ridley, and you have to give him something else – this is a trade. You have to evaluate the roster. I'm not going to, you're not going to get Cup straight up for Ridley right now. Cup's number one player in fantasy, essentially. So, uh, my thing is, I, I think if you give Ridley, maybe a solid wide receiver two to double up or running back two might make it work, but I, it's going to be tough. Okay. Final question here. We're going to sign off. This is in regards to the Kamara trade earlier. Should we trade away Alvin Kamara? Turns out they can get Hopkins and CEH for Alvin Kamara. Current wide receivers are Diggs. Evans, Boyd, Mooney. Is it worth it to get rid of Alvin Kamara, bring in Hopkins, and also add CEH? Bobby, you're the big CEH guy. Well, when he talked a little bit earlier, he has Montgomery, I believe, and Fournette on the other running yep. backs. So with Montgomery's injury, it's that's going to be tough. I don't think you have the depth to get rid of. I know the drop-off, you get Hopkins. I totally get that. But I'm going to hold Kamara for now in this scenario just because the loss of Montgomery – I, if anything, I need more depth at running back. I would trade a receiver to get a running back or something like that. Can CEH not fill that void for you from David Montgomery right now? Been playing well last two weeks. No, I get what you're saying. I, I listen, I've been big on this stuff too, but Hopkins, you know, hasn't really done it yet this year. Plus the fact that he's got, you know, uh, the Browns coming up and he also has the San Francisco 49ers coming up. I guess your thoughts are, what, what do you think? Do you think he's going to perform against the 49ers defense, or do you think they have a scheme that could slow down Hopkins? Yeah, DK ripped him up, and big, big bigger body receivers are going to because they don't have the size. But, um, no, I don't think he's going to go crazy in this game. So um, I might actually I might actually do this trade personally. But the one thing you don't have to do, though, is that you, you have a lot of good receivers. You have Diggs. You have Evans. You have Boyd. You have Mooney. You don't need Hopkins as, as good as he is on paper or I guess in name value. Well, so I might, 
Is it I might hold right league? now too. You yeah, know? it might be, might be. Uh, yeah. What I would try to do though is go Camara and maybe Mooney or Boyd and see if I can upgrade at running back if that's what you really want to do. Hopkins may be a bigger running back or something. That might be my move. So appreciate you tuning in. Thank you, everybody, for joining us here on Monday night. Of course, uh, podcast listeners are listening on Tuesday morning, but we appreciate everyone tuning in live, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter at Fantasy Focused with the D, Fantasy Focused. Make sure you please give us a subscribe, a like, a follow, Smash the subscribe buttons and the bells wherever you're listening. That really helps us out. Also, find Bobby and I on Twitter at Sky Guasco and Bobby Lamarco, and also Fantasy Focused on Twitter as well. Catch us every single Sunday for our Sunday live start sit show right here on YouTube, streaming live 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time every single Sunday for three hours of start sit content. We appreciate everybody hanging out with us. Thank you once again to our good friend. Kelly Singh, you can find her on Twitter as well. Kelly in Phoenix of the Commission Fantasy Football Podcast. We'll talk to you all later. Thank you so much. This episode and all episodes of TCK have been brought to you by Bet Online and the Believe Podcast Networks. For Bobby Lamarco and Kelly Singh, I'm your host, Sky Guasco. We are out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.